Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Monday Morning Musings. I'm Shireen Joseph, and today I am going to be talking about Thanksgiving. If you're listening to this on a Monday morning, you're probably either all set for Thanksgiving, your house is ready if you're hosting it, everything's been prepped, your turkey's ready to go in the oven, and you maybe even have some time to sit down and and put your feet up and have a cup of coffee. Or you could be the other extreme where you haven't even popped into the store to buy the turkey as yet. Or perhaps you're traveling for Thanksgiving or you're not hosting and you're going to somebody else's house and all you really have to do is pick up the pies on Wednesday morning. But no matter what, I'm taping this on Thursday. So the following Thursday is going to be Thanksgiving and Across the United States, most of the families are going to be gathered together around the table um, sharing a Thanksgiving feast. And so this season always takes me back 20 years ago to my first Thanksgiving in the United States. It was a very cold and a snowy night in November of 2004. And my husband and I, we experienced along with our little son who was about 21 to 22 months at that time, our first Thanksgiving dinner. My husband's uncle and aunt lived um, and still live in Michigan and they had invited us over for Thanksgiving. By this time, I had only been in the U.S. for about a month and my husband had been there for a few months and so this was the first week that I had even experienced um, snow. And so we drove to their home about half an hour away from where we lived. And um, I, I can still remember walking into the kitchen and to the dining room to see, um, to see the table set for Thanksgiving meal. Um, there were other family members, there were some friends and um, it was, it was the kind of uh, um, a meal that I had only ever seen on the covers of magazines before. Um, one of the magazines that I read when I was in India was old copies of Good Housekeeping and Women's Day. And so it looked like something from one of those magazines. There was this huge turkey, um, golden brown and just shining. There were mashed potatoes and cranberry sauce and stuffing. I, I still have no idea why it's called stuffing. I suppose it's because you you stuff it into the bird, but it's it's always in a casserole. So um, there, was a, there was a gravy boat. Um, very confusing to an Indian because in our food, gravy is something entirely different. Um, rolls and the green bean casserole. And of course, on the sideboard, um, every dessert you could imagine. There were apple pies and pumpkin pies and cookies and pecan pies and even some kind of a jello, jello um, dessert. And so I was, I was just taking it all in because I had never seen such a huge feast um, of food. And this was something very quintessentially American. And so I was just taking it all in. But a fascinating side to this Thanksgiving meal was that there was also an extra table laid on 
the other side of the room um, between the dessert and the main table. And in addition to all of the delicious Thanksgiving flavors, there was a table filled with Indian food. So there was chicken curry and goat biryani, and there was yogurt salad, um, flatbread, and um, Indian vegetables, and dried dry fry of chicken. And so there were many other Indian entrees as well. And because our family is Indian, we, we could not leave the Indian delicacies from being a part of the Thanksgiving meal. It was, it was a pretty big part of our culture. And so while um, my uncle and aunt had embraced the American, the American traditions of, of the Thanksgiving feast, um, they also didn't want to forget their country of origin and, and the food that we ate during all of the celebrations there. So Thanksgiving was definitely a blend of both the cultures. And um, this was very interesting to me because um, being new to the U.S., I, I was just enamored of everything that I had read about in magazines and in books and watched on TV. And I, I wanted to embrace a lot of the culture and the traditions um, as you are want to do when you move to a new country. And being an immigrant, there's always this delicate balance between um, trying, trying to embrace the traditions of your new home while also holding on to the culture and the traditions of the home that you had left behind. So you, you have to find that balance. And all of us are being formed constantly in our lives. And... And for me, the first 16 to 17 years of my life was as an immigrant in the Middle East. And so I had adopted practices from there. And now I was living life here in the U.S. And I was trying to find the balance between both the cultures here as well. Thanksgiving has always been a kind of a, it's been a challenging holiday or a festival for um, for me to embrace. And I can't speak for all immigrants, but I can speak for the majority of them. And I think there are many whom, if you would speak to them, they would tell you they don't always quite know what to do with the Thanksgiving holiday because it is not a, a festival or an event which is celebrated outside of the United States. And so if you're an immigrant to the US, you don't quite know what to do with the Thanksgiving break. Because um, you're not really prepping for a big meal. For the majority of us, our families are far away. Either they're back in India or we're spread across the country. You don't always get to meet them. And so you kind of have this, this week in the middle of the month of, of November where your kids are off school for eight to 10 days, the adults still have to work, and then you're off on Thursday, and you kind of have to prep for this meal and plan for this Thanksgiving feast, which you're not used to doing. After, after 20 years of life in this country, I've only ever hosted one sit-down Thanksgiving meal in my house, which was extremely formal, and that was during the global pandemic. Because for the majority of our time here, 
we've always struggled as to what to do during Thanksgiving. So being Indian and having been part of the Indian immigrant church for almost 14 to 15 years, um, a lot of immigrant churches will have a Thanksgiving Day service. Partly because we want to use Thanksgiving Day as an opportunity to give thanks to the Lord. Um, and it's always good to, to, to take some time to reflect on what we are on what we are grateful for. We have to give Him thanks every day of our life, but then we just use the Thanksgiving Day as an opportunity to be a bit more specific and just to take the time to worship Him. So a lot of churches will have um, a Thanksgiving Day service and they will follow it up with a fellowship meal because a lot of the people, well, we have nowhere to go because we don't have families here and our church becomes our family. So it's our church family. And so we get together and we have a Thanksgiving meal. We always have turkey and mashed potatoes and all of the Thanksgiving favorites alongside the table of Indian food because we always need the blend of both the cultures. And so for me, Thanksgiving has, is always a holiday in limbo. If you notice, and if you take a closer look, if, if you're not a Christian or a Christ follower and you don't end up in a church on Thanksgiving Day as an immigrant, a lot of people will travel for Thanksgiving because the kids are out of school, it's easy to book a vacation, it's easy to go. Because when you stay back, you're often in a limbo not knowing what to do. And if you just happen to be a family um, where you're not very well-connected or you can't travel that year or you can't meet people, you struggle with knowing, okay, so what, are, what exactly are we going to do on this Thanksgiving day? So it's been, it's, it always takes me back to that first Thanksgiving and just having, having a place to go to. And over the last two decades of our family's life here, we, we have often traveled during the week of Thanksgiving. Um, we go to see friends, we go to see family, or if we stay back, um, we try to plan activities and we try to plan something for Thanksgiving Day. Either it's going to church and sharing a fellowship meal. Um, and we have invited friends over for these huge potluck meals at the um, after church. Being a part of the Indian church, um, each time we stayed back, our Thanksgiving dinners used to be huge. We would just invite all our friends over to either our house or to somebody else's house. Everyone would do the clean out your fridge kind of meal where you just bring what you had at home, whether it's bags of chips or leftovers, or you'd prep something and we'd just get together and we'd play Pictionary or we'd play charades and we'd, we'd just eat this huge meal of different types of food. There'd be a lot of laughter, a lot of singing, and the uh, evenings would usually end up by midnight or 1, 1 a.m. or 2 a.m., especially when the kids were younger. Um, as we got older and the kids got older, the parties ended earlier so that we could go to bed. But I was always very thankful for those gatherings because as an immigrant who doesn't have tons of extended family in the U.S., your friends become your family. And there was a season in my life where I often wondered, gosh, what happens 
what happens if you if you don't have a family here and if nobody invites you over and you have nowhere to go i've i've often wondered as to how for the majority of of my american friends thanksgiving usually revolved around their family their biological family and it often made me think how am i going to pass on some of these traditions to my children we haven't celebrated thanksgiving as a family much and it's not something that's part of our indian culture but my kids they grew up here and it's what they're familiar with and so i've often had to wonder what will their thanksgivings be like in the next decade or so will they have a sit down meal and with family will it be something like friendsgiving will they be part of a church which has a church thanksgiving and so it's always a little complicated when i have to explore those feelings because thanksgiving brings those emotions up in me it doesn't happen during easter or christmas because there's such big church festivals and they're on the church calendar so everybody ends up in church but this is a holiday that's kind of in between the two and so as we walk through this week this upcoming week as everybody is getting ready for thanksgiving if you're prepping to have a meal at home or you're going to somebody else's house um i would encourage you to think about those in your circles think about those in your communities in your neighborhood who might not have thanksgiving as part of their cultural traditions and it's not part of their family life um and i would encourage you to to maybe invite them to sit at your table invite them home for a meal make your circle a little larger a little wider and look at your circle and your and your community and think about whom you can invite to sit at your table perhaps they could bring a meal with a different blend of spices or a different vegetable um which which is blends really well with the turkey and the mashed potatoes and the gravy and the apple pies um just think about those who might not celebrate this holiday and those who are alone who are single who have nowhere to go maybe don't have the financial means to go anywhere who do not look like us and who might not even have much in common with us but they still want to be seen and known and loved and so think about those whom you could include to sit at your table over the last couple of years um there were some times where i had some hard feelings in my heart where i i felt a little bit of resentment and even anger and hurt at those who did not invite us to be a part of their circles even though we were considered a part of their circle at other times of the year 
Um, yeah, it's, it's the sin and the evil in my heart, which makes me think like that. And I, I don't appreciate those, those thoughts, but sometimes when toxic thoughts come into my head, I, I've had to take them to God in prayer and really ask him to help me examine the root of those emotions because there have been moments where the hurt has been a little deep. And over the years, he has shown me that while there, there might not have been many who have invited us to sit at their table, my table is long and my table is wide. And I can always invite people into my home. I can make sure that people are seen and known and loved. And that is my call as a Christ follower to make my circle bigger and to make my circle wider and to include people into my circle and to welcome them and to love on them. And I've, I've been blessed. I've had a friend who in the last few years has made it a point to include me at her Thanksgiving table. And I have been deeply, deeply grateful for that inclusion. And the first time it happened, I, I did burst into tears because I didn't realize how much of a longing it had been in my heart. And it made, it made a world of difference just to know that I was in her thoughts. And so if you have the opportunity this year to, to just think about those in your community whom you could include to be a part of Thanksgiving, I would encourage you to think beyond, just beyond the DNA, beyond the family, and just think about the people whom you could include to be a part of your Thanksgiving table. Because as Christ followers, that is what we are called to do. We are called to build community. We are called to build inconvenient community and who knows maybe you will learn something new from them and maybe it will be an experience that nobody will ever forget and it just might be the sweetest thanksgiving that you've ever experienced so happy thanksgiving everyone and i hope it is a season of of gratitude to the lord for all of the many blessings in our lives and just for the way that he has woven us together into his family. Um, and we are all adopted into his family as sons and daughters. Have a great day.